The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Free fitness, 11 ways to look better, feel better, and yes, live longer that don't cost you a dime. This show came out of my reading an article not too long ago about three of the best at-home pieces of exercise equipment. And they were amazing, I have to admit. They were cool. And they were also really, really expensive. For the average person, really expensive. Now, that's not to say that they're not effective. And if you use them, that they will help you look better, feel better, and live longer, of course. And as we all know, the joke about the treadmills and the elliptical machines over the years have been what? That they are expensive coat hangers. Now, thanks to COVID, <laughs> uh, again, I have been preaching home fitness forever, and I work with several different companies, nutrition, exercise equipment, one in particular that is, is I would argue, one of the best, if not the best, at home exercise equipment. So I'm not against it by any stretch of the imagination. But I am also a realist, and I also know that the 11 tips I'm going to give you are super important for longevity. And yes, equipment, and even the more pricey equipment, if you have the means, awesome. But you don't have to spend money. You literally don't have to spend a dime to look better, feel better, and live longer. And the tips and points I'm going to give you are going to illustrate that. It truly goes to excessive moderation, the term I use and came up with for what truly brings us success in fitness. Yes, you can get that super expensive piece of exercise equipment and you can use it, you know, a handful of times a week and, and that's going to help. But if you don't do the 11 things I'm going to give you as well, you're not going to achieve true fitness and health and wellness. And that's awesome news because these 
things cost nothing. Cost nothing. Now, again, if you have invested in your health and you bought one or more really cool exercise uh, pieces of equipment, awesome. And I encourage everyone at some point in time, if you find, you know, that piece or pieces that really excite you, absolutely get it. There's no better thing to purchase for yourself and your family than exercise equipment for the home. If you have a home, you have a home gym. But that home gym can be just space on the floor, space on the floor to do many of the things I'm going to give to you. Because that is where true balanced health and wellness comes from. You've got a really expensive home exercise bike. Awesome. You can't just do that and expect to have true balanced health and wellness. If you just do one type of exercise, no matter how, you know, healthy it is and frequently you do it, I've talked about this on many other shows, you will run into problems, right? You need balance and you need to do many different things consistently. And these are those things <laughs> and they cost nothing. All right. So when we come back from the quick break, going to start with the list, 11 things, 11 ways. And these are things you can do and should do right away. And that's what I'm always looking to give you. Things you can implement, actionable items as soon as the show's over. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know that many of the tips, topics I'm going to give you, you're going to say, so simple, of course. Give us something like, you know, crazy that we haven't heard of. No. (laughs) No. The secrets are there. The secrets are not secrets. It's the implementation that is challenging. And I'm going to give you studies. Not too many or the show would be five hours long, but just, uh, you know, enough to support what I'm going to say. And every single one of these topics, tips, ways will be their own show if they haven't been already, because every single one of them has research and studies behind them. So for the ones that merit it, I'm going to give you one or two. I'm not going to go deep into them but just enough to show you that it's there, all right? And the first one, go for a walk. Walking is free. You don't even need shoes. You want to go barefoot, go on the grass, whatever? Walk. I now start my day, or have been for a while now, taking the dogs for a walk. Drop the kids off at school. Dogs are in the car. Straight to the woods. And it is the single greatest way of many, but one of the greatest ways to start my day. It's free and there's so much involved. There's so much involved with just getting outside and the research is there and they term it green exercise and walking, you know, for someone like me who, yes, was, you know, pretty uh, deep into the Ironmans and marathons and running fast. It's nice to just walk and there's so many benefits mentally and cognitively. I've done a bunch of shows on that. I'm not going to give you the research on this one because it just feels good. It feels good to get outside. And I should say also that you're going to see as I go through this list, many of them can be combined. In other words, you can kill two birds with one stone and do two or three of the tips at the same time. And I've kind of... uh lump them together in that way for that reason. But I also want to say, and it goes to going for a walk, you know, doing too many things at once, multitasking, one of the problems with current society. So when it comes to going for a walk, leave your phone at home. Now I know I have a friend and she says, there's no way I'm leaving my phone. What if, what if there's an emergency? I get it. I get it. But you know what? I grew up with five brothers and no cell phones. And there were a lot of emergencies and we're all still alive. You know, you can put your phone away and you should put your phone away. 
Now, I know many of you are saying, well, I'll just I'll leave it in my pocket, but I won't go to it. Um, it's, it's different. Go for a walk with your phone in your pocket. Go for a walk with one out of your pocket. Just the mere fact that you have it in your pocket and you're fighting the urge to look at it is diminishing the value of your walk. Technology has done amazing things in, in, in fitness, in wellness. It's also done some pretty negative things, I would argue. So go for your walk. If you can start your day with that, awesome. Does not matter. Does not matter. Been doing a lot of reading into timing of exercise. Was just reading an article or a research paper on cancer and potentially time of day and exercise connected. But you know, if you've listened to my shows, I'm a firm believer in just do it. I will give you the science. And if we can make it a little better by doing things in more specific ways, awesome. But if I told you that, you know, the best time to exercise was 7.32 in the evening, most of us wouldn't be able to do that on a consistent basis. All right. So walk. If you can start your day that way, if you have pets like myself, there's killing two birds with one stone in two ways. Number one, they got to get outside too, right? Number two, research shows that having the pet and, and engaging with the pet is beneficial to our health as well. Mental health, physical health as well. All right. And finally, it's a great way for me to start my day and for you to start your day. And you're planning out. You're thinking, what do, what do I need to do? Clearing your head. It's your time. It's your time. All right. Number two, and it's connected to number one. Get your vitamin D from sunlight. Get out into the sun. Counterintuitive to skin cancer and, you know, the, the negative benefits of the sun. But what we're finding now and the research is showing that people have taken that uh, skin cancer and it's obviously an issue and you need to be very cognizant of that. But research is showing is we may have gotten the message too well. In other words, people are not getting enough sunlight, not getting enough vitamin D. And what are the benefits of vitamin D? It's, it's called the, the sunshine vitamin for that very reason. It's produced by your skin in response to sunlight, produced naturally. All right. What does it do? Well, it helps regulate the absorption of things like calcium and phosphorus. It helps with the growth and development of your bones and your teeth. And finally, very important at a time like now, helps to maintain and improve your normal immune system function and helps prevent and build resistance against certain diseases. We need to be outside. You know, I'll do a whole show, I believe, you know, and there's research into, you know, uh, air conditioning and heat. You know, we evolved and our immune systems get stronger when they're exposed to the elements. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go outside and freeze. And I'm not a big fan of the ice baths and things like that. Topic for another show. But sunlight, vitamin D, it's free. You don't have to buy the vitamin D when you go out into the sunlight. It's free. And we just oh, we're starting to make those connections. And, and again, you're going to see how uh, I said two or three. Some of these things you can connect more than that. You can put them all into play at the same time. All right. So start your walk, start your day with a walk, get out in the sunlight. So you're getting your vitamin D and you're getting all those benefits of 
walking. And finally, I don't know about you, but I'm someone who, I don't know if it's diagnosed seasonal affect disorder, right? Sad. Sunlight's really good for us. Darkness, not so good. Amazing class I'm taking now, part of the Harvard Extension School Certificate in Human Behavior. So excited to be studying again officially. And the class is Brain and Behavior in the Extremes. And we're studying sleep deprivation and darkness and circadian rhythms. We need sunlight. Being stuck in your house in the darkness, not good. Not good. And again, in COVID times, we need more than ever to go outside and go for a walk to get our sunlight and our vitamin D. Number three, all connected. (laughs) Connect with friends. Connect with friends. I know I'm boring those of you who are frequent listeners of the show with uh, references to the Blue Zones, but it's for a reason. I find, you know, there there are certain books and concepts that just really clarify for me what we need to do based on science, based on looking at actual, uh, not only studies, but, but people and groups of people and over time and the connections that, that people who live a long time have in common. And one of those are social connections. They are so important for us. And in COVID times, we are experiencing the negative aspects of that. Uh, I truly believe you know, the, not the only one, obviously, but the negative aspects of this isolation, the COVID lockdowns, really not good for us in so many ways. So we need to connect. We need to connect. You need to connect. And this is one of my, <laughs> you know, weaknesses. I am a solitary person. I love going out for my workouts by myself. I am, you know, uh, grew up in a big family. So my time is valuable to my, my alone time. So I need to work on this and, and connect more with people. And that's not texting. <laughs> connect whatever way you can. And yes, technology can be one of those ways, but nothing beats in person. Nothing beats in person. So let's start to connect the first three I just gave you. What if you went for a walk with your dog and a person or people and got your sunlight? Now we can connect all three. You can do the 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 first three I just gave you all at the same time. Now, I do want to say that I personally love that to be my time, that walk in the morning. Yes, I'm with my dogs, but that's it. And even if we come across other people in the woods, you give them that, you know, uh, friendly hello, maybe a couple seconds, but then we're moving on because I want that to be my time. Uh, But you can make those connections in your exercise, in your walk, while you're getting your sunlight as well. A quick study. Social, uh, the title is Social Relationships and Physiological Determinants of Longevity Across the Human Lifespan. This was in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, 2016. Uh, Done uh, research by uh, people at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. It drew on data from four nationally representative surveys of the U.S. population. And what were the takeaways, the findings? Social isolation, increased risk of inflammation by the same amount as physical inactivity while social integration protected against abdominal obesity. Like, 
Got to do much more on this, obviously, on, on Fitness Disrupted, but I wanted to throw that out there. So, so not only is it good for, you know, uh, your mood and, and other things like that, research is showing inflammation, abdominal obesity, and finally, that aging adults live longer if they have more social connections. Again, one of the takeaways of the Blue Zones. But I just wanted to throw that one in there really quickly to show you that not only are there cognitive benefits and mood and depression and things like that when it comes to social connections, but there's also physiological responses and positive benefits. And that is the incredible brain-body connection, which is why I love what I do and why I continue to study the psychology of exercise, because we are connected in that way. Uh, and you really need to embrace that. You know, what goes on in the head completely affects the body. Um, and that leads perfectly to number four, <laughs> meditate. Now, I know as I say that, I have a tough time. I have a tough time with the social connections. I have a tough time with sleep, getting enough sleep. That's going to come up. And I also have a tough time with meditation. But, but when you take my excessive moderation approach, it is exponentially easier. And it should be. In other words, you don't have to meditate for a half hour. If you want to, awesome. Want to meditate for an hour? Be my guest. Five minutes. 10 minutes, two minutes, minutes matter when it comes to exercise, when it comes to meditation, when it comes to everything we do, when you do a few minutes of everything rather than a lot or a little bit of something, a lot. See, now I'm getting confused. <laughs> I had it. I've been saying this for years and it's still, you don't want to just do one thing you know, like your exercise at New Year's for a short amount of time, do a lot at one time. No, you want to do a little bit of many things frequently. And that includes meditation. And let me tie it back. Yes, you know, there's so many different ways to meditate. Will I have yet to do a show on this? I will do it, I promise, because it's so important. I have done the uh, psychological training, the meditation very frequently over the years with my sports performance. So I did do the show on self-talk and visualization, and that can be part of your meditation. If you are someone who is uh, competing in anything or you're a, a performer, you know, um, uh, you play an instrument, anything like that, mental training is a huge part of that, of improvement, of being as good as possible. But when you go on your walks, that is also my time to meditate, which is why I want to be in the woods and I want to be alone. And that is a form of meditation for me. Running is moving meditation for me. So now you can see how you connect these things and you can get the benefits of so many of these free things at the same time. So yes, if you can also take three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, once a day, ideally, you know, a couple times a week to get started. Like anything else, you're not going to be perfect and it shouldn't be stressful. Any of these points, by the way, should not be stressful. You're not going to do all of them at the same time every day. You mix them in, you start to work on them. And when you do a little bit frequently, that is when success just starts to take off. So minutes matter. And if it's you sitting, you know, in a quiet spot, 
you know, after work, whenever you have time to sit, dark place, quiet, and it can be positive affirmations. It can be just clearing your mind, whatever you need to do. I love the positive affirmations. I also love visualizing my goals. So clearing your mind, taking a few minutes, you know, once a day again, you can do it a little more frequently if you want, but it is just clearing your head, giving your, 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 your mind time to relax especially in this time of just being overwhelmed with information and, you know, technology and, and just stimulus right before bed. Awesome time. Awesome time to do it. So it doesn't cost anything and it is super valuable. How much? Two quick uh, meta-analysis studies. First one, the effects of the Transcendental Meditation Technique on Trait Anxiety, a Meta-Analysis of Randomized Controlled Trials. This was in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, May 2014. They looked at a bunch. So these meta-analysis, both of these studies looked at a bunch of different studies, pulled out the ones they thought worked uh, for them the best, were the most reliable. And the first one had nearly 1,300 adults who were involved in the studies they looked at. And it demonstrated that meditation may decrease stress, and it was strongest in individuals with the highest level of stress. Now, one real interesting thing about these studies on meditation, you know, I would argue, listen, the studies are what they are, but the findings, you know, they, they are minimizing the effects to some degree, I would say. I'm, I'm oversimplifying in, in a major way, but that's the, the job of these studies is to be very, um, you know, to really look at the science. But let me give you one more. Meditative Therapies for Reducing Anxiety, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Randomized Controlled Trials. This was in Depression and Anxiety, June 2012. And this one, they looked at over a hundred, I'm sorry, a thousand abstracts um, to start. They whittled that down to 200 full articles to review, and they only chose randomized controlled trials. For this one, a total of 36 they looked at in the meta-analysis, which is roughly about 2,500 people. 25 of the studies reported statistically superior outcomes in the meditation group compared to the control when it came to reducing anxiety. And give you the, the takeaway, just I love the way they word these, as I was saying earlier, in my confusing way. This review demonstrates some efficacy, some efficacy of meditative therapies in reducing anxiety symptoms, which has uh, important clinical implications for imp applying meditative techniques in treating anxiety. All right. And they went on to say most studies measured only improvement in anxiety symptoms, but not anxiety disorders as clinically diagnosed. OK, I get it. And this is what I was saying earlier about, you know, the findings. Listen, anxiety symptoms, that's pretty great for most of us. So meditation, another free way, takes just minutes to be extremely beneficial for you to improve. I got to say everything. So this is where everything is connected. And as I've said on so many other shows, what drives me nuts is when it's the all or nothing. It's the do you do this or that? Is it strength training or cardio? Is it it's everything. It's all connected. And that is part of this whole show is to show you the connections. You know, that exercise leads to eating better and improving your mood leads to exercising and eating better. And it, it, the order is almost irrelevant, 
But when you start exercising, you know, for a couple minutes, you feel better about yourself. You make better food choices. It's just all connected. And that is the fatal flaw with so many articles and so many products and people that, that are out there preaching. Because to get the, the clicks and to get their, you know, name out there, they choose one. This is the be all end all way. No, it's not. It's excessive moderation. I'm right. <laughs> final break. Perfect. Perfect spot. One final break. What are we on now? Oh, we got to get moving. All right. Number five coming up. We're going to move fast through the, the last handful. All right. Final break. We'll be right back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, talking about free fitness, talking about not inexpensive ways, free ways to dramatically improve 
your mental state and your physical state, and you can do them all right away. Uh, Number five, stretch. We need to stretch. Now, so much controversy. Does it improve performance? Blah, 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 blah. There's two basic things you need to know when it comes to your body and stretching. If you move a lot, you know, if you're someone like me who runs a lot and does a lot of different things when it comes to movement, your muscles get tight. And if you do, as I said earlier, one form predominantly, whether it be biking or swimming or running or rowing or walking, whatever it is, you're going to get tight in one specific way. And those muscles need to be less tight. They need to move through their optimal range of motion. Now, I know there's going to be some fitness people who go, oh, but the studies say, yeah, we're talking about when you look at those studies, it's about power production and things like that that have little to no bearing on the average person who doesn't want to have aches and pains and low back pain and shoulder pain and hip pain and knee pain. It is better for our bodies to work through their natural optimal range of motion. And when certain muscles are tight in different ways, the body compensates. You know what? As I say that, I have yet to do the show on compensation. I've talked about it, but sure, you can have tight hip flexors and then what happens? The body compensates. And then the pain goes away from where you had it, whether, you know, it was in your hips. And then you go, oh, my hips don't hurt anymore. Well, yeah. And then what? Your knees or your shoulders or seemingly unrelated issues pop up, but they're not unrelated is the point. So we need to stretch. And that goes for people who are listening who move a lot or the vast majority of people who move a little. Both cause tight muscles. You go, that's total counterintuitive. Sure. But think about it for two seconds, as I just said. Move a lot, muscles get tight in specific ways. You know, exercise a lot. Move a little, sit all day. There's just so many people, muscles get tight. So we need to stretch them. And again, I'm always about the great news. The great news is a couple minutes. Now, ideally, you do that stretching after exercise when your muscles are warm and your blood flow has gone to the muscles and your core temperature is elevated. Can't always happen. Can't always happen. So I'm a big proponent of I watch some TV at night. I'm still old. You know, so many people watch it on their computers and things. I still have a TV on the wall. And that is a great time for me. I flop down on the rug with the dogs and I'm going to stretch my lower back. I'm going to do things like that. These tips and and topics I'm giving you should and can be done throughout the day, whenever you can. There is no optimal time, in my opinion. What matters most is that you do it. So when it comes to stretching a lower back, you know, leg muscles, uh, shoulders, simple, full body uh, stretch routines that if you do 10 to 30 seconds per major muscle group, huge, cost nothing. I'm going to connect it in a second to something else, but it costs nothing. We need to stretch. And just like so many other things, when it comes to exercise, you, you say, what do I do? I'm going to get to that. But most of you know some basic stretches. Many of you have already been to physical therapy, unfortunately, and been told what to do. Do them proactively. Where is your you know, uh, pain. Where are those aches and pains? And to wrap this one up, even when you don't have the aches and pains, that is when 
prehab, you need to not only strengthen your muscles when, you know, they're not a problem, but you need to stretch them when they're not a problem. So what? So they don't become problems. And this is maintenance. This is taking your car periodically to get serviced. You are servicing your muscles and your musculoskeletal system throughout the day, short little bursts, and stretching should be a part of that. All right? Number six, one of my favorites, take a nap. (laughs) So I'm bad at sleeping at night, go to bed late, get up early, but I have an office, I have a studio, I take naps there frequently. I also take naps, you want to share. My kids are playing sports now, they have to get to the event early. I've been known (laughs) to take many a nap in the back of the truck. All right? And there's studies, going to get to it in two seconds, that show there's benefits. Now, one of the major things, my wife is one of the people who she feels it's she feels guilty taking a nap. Sign of weakness to her. She's a tough woman. Uh, she needs naps too. So we need sleep. Studies show, uh, research shows approximately 47% of people avoid naps. We would be better off having them and taking them. Sleep is when we repair, rebuild not just physically, but mentally as well, obviously. And you start to see how all of this stuff is connected mentally and physically. There are not two separate, you know, parts to our body when it comes to to those two aspects of our body. They are so connected and sleep is important. So what I do in my office is say, hey, Siri, wake me up in 25 minutes. And I take a nap. If I'm in the car before, you know, hockey tournament game, whatever, kids got to be there 45 an hour before. Sometimes I go for a run. Sometimes I read. Sometimes I take a nap. So I know many people say I don't have time. Research shows doesn't have to be long. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Actually, the research does show you don't want it to be too long. Still debate as to optimal uh, duration. But naps recharging your batteries and different for everybody, but it's free. It works wonders. And that goes for, you know, helping reduce fatigue, obviously, increase your alertness, uh, improve your mood uh, and improve your performance. So the studies show quicker reaction time, better memory. So we need that sleep. And back to this amazing class I'm taking right now, Uh, we just, we are studying sleep deprivation. It's really not good for us. It made me feel really guilty about my lack of sleep and I'm working on it. We're all experiments of one. You know, I know where my weak links are and I'm constantly trying to improve them. And sleep is one of them. And naps is one of my ways to help that out. That's again, when we recover, when we get stronger, and we need to sleep. Two, two studies, quick studies. Association of napping with incident cardiovascular events in a prospective cohort study. This was in Heart 2019. This was just one that actually connected heart issues with lack of sleep. Almost 3,500 subjects of a Swiss population with no history of cardiovascular disease recorded and reported their nap frequency and daily nap duration over a week. And then they were followed up for a little over five years. And what did they find? 155 fatal and non-fatal events. And the takeaway was they observed a significantly lower risk for subjects who napped one to two times a week for developing a cardiovascular event 
compared with a non-napping subject. Now, this is one of those studies, you know, I should go deeper into and we can look at it. Here's the bottom line. The benefits, we need to sleep. And this is one that shows potentially beneficial heart effects and protective heart effects. Awesome. We're going to look at all those things. I want to throw out all of these type of studies to you, and we'll see what happens over time with more research. And the second study, the economic, this one's really interesting. It's a paper. The Economic Consequences of Increasing Sleep Among the Urban Poor. And this was new research from two MIT economists just in January of 2020. And the research took place from October 2017 to April 2019. And it involved splitting 452 low-income workers in India into three groups. Real simple, those who received treatments to increase their nighttime sleep, they weren't sleeping very well at night. And then there was a group that was given the opportunity to nap at their workplace, and then a control group. Simple takeaway. The nap treatment group increased productivity in their day, basically, in their job. They increased their psychological well-being, and they increased their patience and attention. So napping group, increased productivity, psychological well-being, patience, and attention. This is one of those common sense things that I know many of you are listening going, makes sense. We need to sleep. Let's do it. Let's do it, right? These, everything I'm giving you, this is probably other than a walk, and, and your walk can be 10, 20 minutes. None of these things takes a long time, and none of these things costs a penny. All right? I am looking. I may, I may have misnumbered. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Let's go to the next one. Drink water. All right? Drink water. So another common sense. You go, of course. Well, add number four to the list of things I need to work on because I've talked about this. I sweat like crazy. And I'm constantly trying to get ahead of my water intake. It's free. Now, there are so many products out there. I am asked, uh, there's a box in my office right now. It's some kind of supplement. And I am constantly bombarded with companies sending me their newest products. And as I've said before, I will only talk about and, and you know, um, promote products I totally believe in. And there are so many products out there that are trying to help with our health and wellness. Some are good, many are not, and many are expensive. Water is free. We all need to be adequately hydrated. Simple numbers I've given you before, and these are estimations based on numerous things, but it, it's so helpful, I know, for you to, to have some kind of guidelines. So basically half your body weight in ounces of water per day. That is a starting point. That is just to give you, so many people go, I have no idea. So if you weigh 150 pounds, 75 ounces of water, try to spread it out throughout the day. Now, many proponents who say you don't need that much water, they'll say, well, you get it in your fruits and vegetables, which is true, and other things, other foods like that, and other beverages. But this is free. You know, how many times do we, how much is our, you know, our body comprised of water, you know, and, and you talk about that when you're younger in school. You need water. It's free. And you don't need to buy, oh, I will do a show pretty soon on alkalinity and pH when it comes to water. Uh, not getting there now. I'm a tap water guy for the most part. Or if I buy a bottle of water, I drink it, and then I refill it till I have to get rid of the bottle or lose it, and then I start again. So drink water. Two quick studies. Mild dehydration affects mood in healthy young women. This was in the Journal of Nutrition, February 2012. 
All right. And what they found, just a 1.36% dehydration in females. What did that result in? Degraded mood, increased perception of task difficulty, lower concentration, and headache symptoms. So this one, the takeaway was that there should be an increased emphasis on optimal hydration, especially during and after modest exercise. So dehydration affects so many different aspects of our bodies and mind. Connected again. So we need to drink water. And you don't need to drink expensive water. That's it. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. And you know what's amazing? Water is more expensive than soda now. It's uh, diet soda you can find, obviously, when it comes to ex waters and many of the typically priced waters, more expensive. That should tell you something. All right. But out of the tap or, you know, whatever way you're getting it, free, 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 free. Uh, number nine, going to move along here. Body weight exercises. And I may have skipped one. So I think I added, so it may be 10. I, I've lost count. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep it the way it is. Nothing's perfect. We all make, you know, uh, mistakes, you know, and that's human nature. And we leave them in. <laughs> My first fitness videos, I shot them in real time for many reasons, but one was I wanted to keep in the stumbles and where I lost my balance and things like that, because that's the real world. And to have fitness videos, I know I'm digressing, but where it's perfect and the perfect doesn't sweat at all. You know why they don't sweat at all? Because they keep stopping the cameras and wiping them down and changing the clothes and, and they're not actually doing, you know, the movements oftentimes. So my point is, in this Instagram world of perfection, make mistakes, and that is the way the world works. And that's how you get better. All right. So what was I saying? Number nine, body weight exercises. Anyone who's listened to you know, a handful of fitness disrupted shows knows that I am a huge proponent of them. Even though I work with all of these fitness companies and even though I have, you know, a home gym and I go to the gym. Push-ups and planks and squats and lunges cost nothing. Burpees cost nothing. I won't do a burpee, but they cost nothing, and you can do them, and they will, will burn a lot of calories. Mountain climbers, boxing, jumping jacks, running in place, skaters, step-ups, infinite number of crunches, bodyweight exercises. You need no equipment to get in great shape in the privacy of your own home or outside or while you're traveling. And this, I'm just going to go right to the next one. I'm going to call it number 10. <laughs> Online fitness. Now, I need you to be really careful whenever I talk about, you know, doing workouts online. Please do them. Vet the person you are exercising with and just make sure that they have some, you know, knowledge, experience and are not going to get you hurt. I'm just going to leave it real simple for this show. But this ties in, again, killing two birds with one stone. Meditation. You can do that. Because oftentimes, well, not so much the meditation. Well, you can. You know, you can listen to, my wife listens to, um, you know, the audio meditation thing. So that's a great way to do it. But when it comes to body weight exercises, ab exercises, stretching, those things you don't want to do, you can do yoga, combine the body weight and the, the stretching and the meditation and the strengthening. You start to see my point here. 
There is no excuse when it comes to cost. As we pull this all together, there isn't. It's motivation. It's setting goals. It's embracing excessive moderation. So find the free workouts. Everyone is giving it away. I'm in a really horrible business when it comes to fitness people just giving it all away. Go on Instagram now. There are some really good people giving workouts away every day, like an hour. That benefits you. You don't have to pay for it. That's incredible. Now, I would argue the ones who ask you to pay are generally, not always, it's oftentimes inversely proportional, but when you have to pay in the fitness world for certain people, I should say, it's generally worth it. Uh, but it, it depends on the person. So it's a little more complicated than that. But that leads to the last one. Listen to this show. <laughs> I couldn't leave that one out. This is free. This is free. And if I do say so myself, there's a lot of good information here and there's a lot of great people. And there's, uh, you know, from the researchers to the real people to the, you know, just everyone I will get on the show. And let me say this as we really bring it to a close. I, as I just said, am bombarded not only with supplements, but products and fit technology and people. And they want to come on the show. And, and that's awesome. And I love that. It's a huge part of my show. But I'm not going to bring. People on, there's some great products, well, not great products, but interesting technology, I should say. But it's either too expensive or too complicated, and it just muddies the waters for you. And it's an interesting kind of point to make, but I do so because it has to be easy and relatively inexpensive, and you have to be able to put it into action. So a lot of the stuff, I love studying it and reading up on it. But it's too complicated to really work into your life. My point is just, it's the simple stuff, like I just gave you, that isn't so simple when it comes to the benefits and the effects. And just because something costs a lot of money doesn't mean it's the be-all, end-all. It goes for people and products alike. So you don't have to spend a lot of money to be in the best shape of your life. One final time to bring it back, the blue zones. Those people who are living to be 103, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 are generally not going to the gym. They are not buying expensive water. They are not fasting. They are not, although, throw that in. If you want, though, that helps. We need to take in less calories. I'm not a fan of, of crazy fasting, but that's free. There you go. If I missed one, because I think I repeated one, I can't even remember. But we'll throw that in there. Fewer calories every now and again. Not a bad idea. And that goes for just, you know, going. Fasting is something you can throw in there. I'll throw that in. I'm not, I believe in eating food. But yes, if you are trying to decrease calories, lose a couple pounds. Going a little longer without eating for, for some people. Um, not a bad thing to, to kind of get you jump started at least. All right. But I'm a believer in eating food. So let me just reiterate that very strongly. I believe we get the nutrients and everything um, in our foods, but people who take in less calories live longer. So, you know, find that happy medium is what I'm trying to say. All right, that's it. Free. Free, 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 free. Let me go through it one final time. Go for a walk. Get out in the sun. Vitamin D. Connect with friends. Meditate. Get your quiet time for yourself. 
stretch, take a nap. I'm scrolling here. So stretch is the one I think I repeated. Drink water, do your body weight exercises, find some great free online content for yourself in regards to any of the stuff that I gave you as far as workouts and stretching and all that stuff and listen to the show. All free, all will make you healthier, happier, and help you live longer. And that's the goal of the show. Enough. <laughs> oh, see, I'm all worked up. Thank you for listening. If you have not yet rated the show, I say it every show, you better. You got to just, just rate it and subscribe and reach out to me through Tom H. Fit at Twitter and Instagram, Tom H. Fit. You go to fitnessdisrupted.com, reach out to me there as well. And I love all comments, uh, suggestions, feedback. Let me know. If you can review the show where you listen to it, that would be greatly appreciated. You know, take a couple minutes, super. There's another thing. It takes a couple minutes, right? That's all you need. And again, I, I have one goal with this show. It's to help you have your best life. To weed through the garbage, to weed through the nonsense, to take science, to, to make sense of the science, to whittle it down for you. I will read all the studies so you don't have to. And we're going to discuss it. And I'm going to bring on and continue to bring on the best guests and you're going to figure out what exercise you like, what healthy foods you like, and it's going to change over time, and you are going to live your best life because we have control, and you have to believe that. It's how I start my new book. The micro-workout plan is saying, first and foremost, you have to believe you have control. Genetics aren't the be-all, end-all. And how much money you have isn't the be-all, end-all, as this whole show should have proven to you. What matters is that you control three things how much you move, what you put into your mouth, and your attitude. And that's awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 